0: My name is Antonio Knox, and you are listening to The Gradient Radio. Radio, 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 <laughs> radio. radio, radio, radio. <laughs> an open space to converse about creativity for creatives by creatives. And today, our guest is building an empire from directing films like This Is Black and being a VP of Operations at Blaze Track. Today, our guest is Ethan Evans. What's up? what's up bro what's up bro you made me sound amazing <laughs> i mean you are amazing bro <laughs> people people need to know exactly what you are doing yeah yeah so i mean you just want me to roll and tell them like? yeah yeah i mean so you know for those people who may not know who ethan evans is could you please 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 let the people know yeah man um so ethan evans is a kid
1: who is—he never really grew up. You know what I mean? I'm 32 years old, and I'm probably just still 12 years old for for. In uh, <laughs> <guys. laughs> um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a father of five children. Um, you know, I come from a crazy past. You know, so so here's the spill. Whenever I get interviewed, it's always from gangs to entrepreneurship, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to kill that narrative because, um, yeah, that was a part of my life in the past, but, you know what I mean, like, I just did what every little hood street kid did was in, in the streets, like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, facts. Um, who I am now is, like I said, I'm the kid that before I, my mind was tainted, you know, like the kid that was playing with bugs and, and exploring the world and trying to find out what, Cause water to stream the way it did, like you know what I mean. That's yeah. who I am now. Yeah, um, and just building an empires just comes out of that. Because if you think about it, like as a kid, you created all kinds of things. Yeah, you know, and depending on your upbringing is what whether it was cultivated or whether it was destroyed. Facts, you know. Like unfortunately, my upbringing was. I would create something and then nobody would pay attention. like, look what I made And my mama like, That's cool, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know. Um but that's who I am. So I'm I'm you know, I own a company called Seventh Level Agency, um, uh, which is a film production film production house, um a film production company, uh, as well as uh we just launched a line of watches called Alley watches, which is French for go forward. Uh, I guess you can call me a serial entrepreneur. I've heard people say that before. Yeah. Um, you know, I also co uh, own a, co-own a platform called the IndieTube, which mm-hmm. is a platform for film and music. Uh, it's, it's a content platform for film and music, similar to YouTube, but primarily for independents. Yeah. Um, as well as I am the VP of operations um, and rev share or equity owner <laughs> of. Yeah. of um, a company called Blaze Track, which is one of the lo- I think it is the largest. I have to do my research, but I'm pretty sure we are the largest um, co- one connection platforms. Uh, and the way Blaze Track works is it's in the music industry. The way Blaze Track works is uh, you sign up. Let's say you're a music artist, songwriter, producer. You sign up and <clears throat> you purchase credits, mm-hmm. and you submit to as many professionals in the music industry as you possibly can um so think linkedin for music okay you know what i mean so let's say fire. You, yeah you're a little guy and i hate using the word little guy but <laughs> let's say you're, you're somebody who's starting out and you want somebody to critique your work well you can send them you know your music you can send them a video you can send them documents you can send them everything um and they have 30 days to respond back to you via video mm-hmm. you know these are people like t-pain um the game uh, Antonio Reed, which is La Reed's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in- executives at labels like these are like well-known, strong people in the industry. And the beautiful thing that comes out of that platform is oftentimes opportunities come from that. Because if you submit your music to somebody and they like it, and then you're what they're looking for, then that conversation goes further. Mm-hmm. You know, and they go, "Hey, um, let's work together. Let's send me some more music outside of this platform." Here's my email. Here's my phone number, and now you've gained a connection in the industry. You know, yeah. so it's fire. It's a beautiful platform. It's yeah. been around since 2009. Okay, um, I came on board in 2019, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's been growing ever since. A lot of newer things are coming down the pipeline too. So
0: that's who I am as a personal entrepreneur. <laughs>
1: you know, I got a lot of things going. But.
0: Facts. Uh, you told so many. You told so. You, you told so many things from being a. Let's go back. Um, You are a, what you said, serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, And you have like so many businesses, so many partnerships that you are within. Um, I remember, I think the first time we first met, we met in Brewer's Cafe. Yep, shout out Brewer's. Shout out Brewer's (laughs) (laughs) Cafe. Um, And I think at the time you were just doing a seventh level Yep. Was it was it an agency at that time? It was an agency at that time. Yeah. It was a new
1: agency at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, the company itself wasn't new. Yeah, okay. But Seventh Level has molded
0: quite a few times. We actually started off as a tech agency. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, yeah. Because yeah, so, you weren't really doing videos at that time with nah, it. No, yeah.
1: no, 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 we, I mean, we were, but not on a major scale. Yeah. Like, we were doing videos for technology. Mm-hmm. Like, we would, if, if a client would say, hey, we need... Um, can, we want to sell this on on our website because we were also building websites. So we would come in and we would film for the website. So we were just doing video content primarily for like the the landing page of the website, um, yeah. the slider. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, we were doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We weren't really doing films, commercials. Yeah. And then one of my guys got the bright idea. I don't know if you met Daniel Green. Mm-hmm. He used to come in the Brewers with me sometimes, but he got the bright idea. He was like, "Why don't we start doing commercials?" And mm-hmm. I was like. <laughs> you smart <laughs> yeah you know what I mean Um and then I met you like you know what I mean and I was like you know so I, I would learn from Daniel you know give him his credit too because Daniel was very he was extremely smart he still is extremely smart Um he was a college kid mm. so he was like all over the place mm. but you I remember sitting down talking to you and I was like yo this dude got it like <laughs> you know what I mean and then following your work and like just looking at some of the things that you do like I I'm, I pick up easy mm-hmm. you know that's, I guess I've been blessed with that that gift like so if I see something yeah um, I can figure out how it's done for sure you know what I mean yeah so like meeting you and then like actually I remember you, I used to ask you a million questions mm-hmm. and you was, you was you were calm enough to answer it you yeah know? like yeah man like this is how you do it these mm-hmm. are the cameras this and the third and then like I would watch your work and I was like how did he do that alright <laughs> let me figure <laughs> this out like you know what I mean yeah
0: so shout out to you <laughs> Hey man, I appreciate it. I think, you know, knowledge should be shared and not hoarded. Yeah. And uh, knowledge should also be free too at the same time. Um, And and honestly, like that's the reason for like this platform is to be able to give that knowledge out for those people who may not have the capital to be able to, you know, purchase courses Mm -hmm. from like people like us. Um, Because I remember when I was 14 and I first started out, you know, the internet wasn't really as popping or prevalent as it is now. And it was really difficult trying to find the the proper tutorials um, for the things that I wanted to be able to implement. And so, you know, over the course of the years, when I got to obtain knowledge or when I got to dealing with, like, clients, um, I was like, you know, when people started to come to me for, like, asking me how to do things, I was like, how, how, how did I feel in that moment when I didn't know something? Mm-hmm. I-, I wish I would have had someone... To tell me how to do something or to show me how to do something. and so like anytime like any person comes to my way and, and they ask me, they have questions about like anything whether it's like creative business or just like finances, I'm like, I give it all to them because you know we all should be able to su- succeed, especially us as black people. Yes. we've been held back for so long and we've been kept out of doors for so long mm-hmm. and you know these locks have been like locked. For us, is when we get the information, we should be able to give that back to others. Indeed, indeed. I'm, I mean, I'm the same way um, because a lot of us are
1: privileged to have the resources readily available, yeah. as other races are. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm definitely a believer in that mindset because even though we live where we lived, I guess the universe supplied the resources. Like my mom worked at uh, Bank of America; she she was there for forty. Six years, mm-hmm. forty-six. She just retired. She worked at Bank of America. She didn't make a lot of money because she was an African American um, female yeah. trying to work in corporate America. So we had to live where we had to live, mm-hmm. and she had to pinch where she had to pinch. And, you know what I mean? And but the beautiful thing that came out of that is whenever they would have old computers, they would say, "Here, Gail. Her name was Gail. Say, here, Gail. Take this home. You know, get rid of them. We're just gonna throw them away. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you want them, you can have them." My mother uh, worked, she was working her way up. She started out as a teller back in the, I guess, I don't know, 46 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah, <laughs> She started out as a bank teller. Probably like the 1980s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess, it's, yeah, the 80s mm-hmm. or 70s. Late, late 70s. Late 70s, early, yeah, yeah. Early. So she started out as a bank teller, and then, um she worked her way up to customer service mm-hmm. and then she ended up getting into the building where all of the technology was housed and um they came to her and said hey we need somebody to work in this this field right here mm-hmm. but it's no extra money you're just going to learn a lot and she was like cool <laughs> you know and yeah. that's and that's how she gained access to technology mm-hmm. and then whenever they would get rid of the old technology she would bring it home
0: it, it seems like that was like a butterfly effect yeah right like she she made she took us she took a, a an opportunity that wasn't necessarily beneficial to her monetarily yeah but um it was it made impacts on you it was a small change for her but it made waves for you for you to be able to be like where you're at now, right? Yep. Would you say? Yeah, it did. And I mean eventually for her too. Like so my mother was,
1: my mother's intelligent. Mm-hmm. So she knew eventually that this is gonna pan out good. Yeah. Um unfortunately it was after I was out of the house and you know <laughs> what I mean? My mother doing pretty good now. She retired making six figures and <laughs> she worked for I ain't gonna tell her business but she worked for a lot of money at the Bank of America she invested in stocks and the whole nine oh, so like, she good good she good good now <laughs> you know what I mean I was like I, I joke with her all the time I say mom why you couldn't have did that I left the house at 15 yeah you know I like mom why you couldn't have did that when I was 14 <laughs> like I had <have> to stay like <laughs> I would have been
0: good to I would go. have been better <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what I mean but it's just how the, just how the tables turned up you know what I mean like, they turn and, just, and that had to happen for me to be who I am too so yeah. you know what I mean like she, she but she, she's always been an extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. She sees things that most don't. Yeah, you know she's a little left field. Yeah, but she sees things that most don't. Yeah, and so. You know, she. I think she knew very well what she was doing. She saw technology taking over the world, yeah. and she said, "At least one of my knucklehead sons is gonna take this on." Because mm-hmm. she gave the opportunity to my brother. My brother was already in the streets selling drugs and stuff like that. He was like, "I ain't really trying to do that." Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, he was he was gifted with hardware, so he loved hardware. He would he would take stuff apart, mm-hmm. cars, whatever. But his he, his thing wasn't technology. He mm-hmm. was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay in the streets." you know what I mean and then I kind of follow behind him too you know what I mean like you know cuz he would watch me like he was my big brother so like I was in the streets too yeah but because I would come home and it would be computer right there when I got home I could get on a computer and you know look up how to hack I could get on mm-hmm. the computer and, and get on AOL and talk to probably I don't know who they were but like you know what
0: I mean people who weren't really their age <laughs> exactly <laughs> well uh what, what was it uh ASL right yeah
1: yeah 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 you know um you know, I could get on there and just explore, like, and it opened my mind. I remember being a kid and teaching myself Hebrew, mm. like you know what I mean? Because I, That's at, crazy. At the, yeah, right, like because the internet, bro. Like, I would get on it, and this is before you had Google. Google wasn't even around yet, bro. You had Yahoo, yeah, and you had a, another search engine. And I, I remember uh, Jeeves. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Song. Yeah, yeah oh. oh my god, I <laughs> but um. But, yeah, like, you know, if it wasn't for that, like, none of this would be. So, like, I, I understand that mindset, bro, because I feel like it's, it's my duty. If you come and ask me, I'm going to tell you everything mm-hmm. because I understand, especially if you from the hood, especially if you grew up with me. Yeah. Because I got homies that grew up with me, and they'd be like, yo, how'd you do it? You know what I mean? But I look at their lives and their parents didn't necessarily make those decisions, so they didn't have computers in the house. And We all the same age. They didn't have computers in the house. They didn't have barely nothing in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we lived in the same neighborhood yeah. and went through the same things and saw the same things. It's just two different life. You know what I mean? When they yeah. got home, it was a different life. Yeah. Either their parents was there and they was trying to provide mm-hmm. or it won't nobody there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I feel like I owed it to them. Two, you know, once I did get my life together, to come back and teach them, you yeah. know, and this, I did with with a couple of them. Um, one of them actually was my employee for a while, and now he's branched off. He has his own film company now. Nice, you know, so he's doing pretty good. He's a full time entrepreneur, and like he's excited. That's like, fire, bro. Yeah, his name is Daquan Woody. Okay, we call him Spider. Nice, because when he was younger, he used to
0: he used to crawl up the apartment building and do flips <laughs> off the off the off the roof of the apartment building. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Black people are so gifted, bro. Especially yeah. when it comes to, uh, I mean, with many things, but like definitely when I see like the, the flips yeah. or like the gym, the hood gym, gymnastics, yep. 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 they crazy with it, bro. Like, how did you not break <laughs> your legs? <bro? laughs> Some strong bones. <laughs> yeah. Some strong bones. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So you know, like I said, we met, and you were doing uh, the the seventh level mm-hmm. agency, um, and you know when you when your homie brought you the idea of like starting videos. Yeah, like, Daniel. There there was a point there was a point where I saw like you were just like all technology and then like it seems like overnight you were just like video. Yeah. Like, video. Yeah. Video, video, video. Like what was that, you know, from getting that uh idea, the inception of the idea to like actually implementing, you know, video. this new course?
1: So yeah, um in the technology world, technology is extremely lucrative. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on our side of it, so we would build a mobile app software. Stuff like that, we started getting a lot of. So it was was already there. We started getting a lot of people saying, "Hey, can you market this too?" And as an entrepreneur, we're not gonna say no. We're just gonna figure it out. (laughs) So you know, then we became a a technology and marketing agency because, like, we would they would say, "Hey, can you can you run ads for us? Can you post social media for us? Can you do this for us?" You know, and we'll pay you a little bit extra monthly. And what happened was. We had gained a couple of clients. So by the time I met you, I was a full time entrepreneur. Yes, yeah. um, and I'll give you that story too. So in the tech world, like I said, this is very lucrative. It's very lucrative. I remember a client signing a check for more than I would make in a year, and that's what allowed me to become an entrepreneur and stay an entrepreneur. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, like, man, this is this is dope. But the profit margins in technology. Uh, when you when you have an, an app building company or a software building company, it's not as big as you may think it is. It's like if you you get a million dollar project, then you're paying out probably eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know what I'm saying? Because you got developers that are making one hundred and forty uh, an hour, five hundred an hour, or you know what I mean? Like it's just ridiculous. So I was already looking for pivots, and I wanted to keep the technology side. But when we started doing web design, like heavy um we started getting clients say hey can you put a video up here and like i would go in there and with my little my my pops uh he gave me a little camera that he had he was, i was like bro i was like do you have a camera cuz like he had, he had a newspaper company i was like do you have a camera like yeah. how you take pictures and he was like i got this thing and it just so happened to be a video camera mm-hmm. and he was like i don't know how to use it my pops 76 years old like so <laughs> like, he like i don't know how to use it somebody bought it for me like you know yeah. and so i would use that just to get content You know, just like little B roll stuff um, to get content that just made sense for the website. So, if it was a coffee shop, then I would get like somebody brewing some coffee and that would be the opening to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then Daniel came and he's like, yo, I'll help you with that because that's all Daniel was supposed to do. Daniel was supposed to come in. I hired him specifically to get higher quality content Mm -hmm. for websites you know um and then he was like let's start shooting commercials and what happened was me having a mindset that I have I'm, I'm I don't believe in I don't believe in just wasting time I don't believe if you got the idea fucking do the idea like you know what I mean just just do it like and then figure it out later you know just go, jump in and and, that, and you'll figure it out like if, if you're not meant to figure it out then you won't figure it out if you are meant to figure it out then you will yeah but you got to take the, the leap yeah and that's always my mindset again Shout out to my mother, because every time I would be like, "Mom, I'm going to, she'd be like, shut up and do it. Like, <laughs> you know what shut I mean? Shut up and do she'd it. Like, shut up and do it. So that's why it looked like it was so sudden, mm-hmm. because the minute he said, let's start shooting commercials, I was like, bet, let's start shooting commercials. And then I went to my client, I was like, y'all need commercials? Mm-hmm. And they was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, dang, let's shoot that commercial. Like, you know what I mean? And then. You know, everything else just kind of just transitioned from there. Like, we'll do tech if a company hits us up Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I remember you guys did tech. You know, we got a a few thousand dollars for you to build this thing. We'll do it because I still have those resources. Vinod is still my business partner and the whole nine. But eventually it got to a point where I was managing that side and I was, like, directing the commercials and directing the stuff that we shot. And I realized that that was a passion that I had when I was a kid. Like, when I was young, like, I loved movies. I loved film. Mm-hmm. I, like, I would, I didn't play with my toys like normal kids play with their toys. Like, you know, just, ah, like, I would be in there, like, setting it up. You know what I mean? All right, action, boom. Now this toy is, is, is the main character, and he got a whole plot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I was doing that as a kid. And I remember, like, my pops, my pops is a creative writer. Um, he used to write for Smokey Robinson back in the day, And just you know, I mean, I told you about I told told you about my pops. Um, He would get me to write stories, like whenever I was at his house. I was only at his house during the weekend, Mm because you know it was that whole that whole type thing. But like when I was there, he would say, you know, why don't you go upstairs and why don't you write stories? Like he would he would say things like, "Oh, you're Evans. Oh, I know you're creative. You know, we all are." And it's crazy because we all like all my brothers on that side of the family. They can draw, they can sing, they can write, they can you know what I mean like. My sister was a classical pianist before she died. Like, it, and it's, I'm like, damn, it, it must be in our blood. Um, which that's that's a psychological thing, too, by the way. <laughs> it's a whole psychology behind that. If you tell somebody that's what they are, then that's what they that's are. That's what like, they are, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, sorry to him for knowing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. You tell a kid, like, oh, no, it's in our blood. We all can sing. Mm. Then they'll eventually learn how to sing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah, shout out to him like <laughs> for, for that. But um, man, I remember, like, yo, you used to love doing this. Like, as a kid, like, you used to just, I would pick apart movies, and I would just, as a kid, I'd be sitting there wondering, like, how did they do that? Like, I remember watching The Matrix for the first time. I'm like, yo, how the fuck did they make this movie? <laughs> <laughs> not knowing nothing about CGI, Not you know what I mean? I was like, I, how did they do this? I want to learn. Yeah. I need to learn, you know, so it's just kind of a, it, it, it rebirth a passion that was already there when I was a kid and like I said earlier like I when I became a full time entrepreneur I made it a point to just start to do and own have ownership in the th- everything that I love like that's another reason I, wa- I launched a watch company because like I love watches like my brother used to have he was in the streets my brother was a, was a drug dealer. he don't care about me putting his business out there because he don't do shit like he own truck, dump trucks and everything now but like he used to have Rollies. like he had Rolexes and stuff. Like I'm, I'm you know, he was he nine years older than me, so I'm I'm in elementary school, you know, stealing his Rolexes and wearing them to school. And like I remember, I lost one one time, and he was like, "Yo, what happened to my Rolex?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And he was a boxer too, so I was like, "I don't know, I don't know what happened to it." You cut them hands, bro. I ain't nah, cause I was like, I ain't never been in your room. I don't go <laughs> in your room. I don't know what you're talking about. And I just kept eating cereal, like, <laughs> but. I remember the first time he gave me a watch, and I was so excited, you know what I mean? I was, like, wearing it, and just, I don't know, something about watches, you know? So, but anyway, I made it a point to just, you know, oh, have ownership and everything that I love. But to go back to that question, yeah, that's how it just transferred overnight. It's like, we just did it. Like yeah. I'm like, all right, I got the resource right here in Daniel. Mm-hmm. He's probably got other resources in Cameraman if we need that, which he did, because that branched from us shooting commercials and then people saying, well, how do we place these commercials? Mm -hmm. And then I met a guy named um, uh, Brian Robertson, Marion Marketing in Brewers, um, and he did media placement. And so then that became another connection, and he's like, oh, I got clients that need commercials, but I can place them on Comcast, I can place them on the places that need to be placed, I can media buy. And I'm like, bet. So then we brought him on as a connection, and he was media buying as we're shooting, and then he's referring people, and all kinds of stuff. And then... That can, and I'm giving you all the connections. Yeah. That connection led to somebody saying, Hey, can y'all shoot TV shows? Because mm-hmm. I got this deal with CW, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, Yeah, of course we can, Daniel. You know how to shoot a TV show? This is the first time he ever told me no. He was like, Nope, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, You wanted to? And he was like, Nope, <laughs> he was like, But I'll give you the cameras and like you can go to work, like yeah. so. He, he he let me he lent, lent me one of his cameras and then he hit up his guy Sam P- Sam Peers Pe- react Pe- 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 I can't pronounce this dude's name mm-hmm. but like Sam was a golden gift like he came in and was like oh, I'll help you out like I work I'm in VCU in the arts like I'm pretty sure shooting a TV show is similar to the stuff I've already been doing so he came in and helped out on a couple of shows and then. That's when I ended up hiring um, Daquan because he had just gotten into camera work and I went and studied and I was asking you questions. and <laughs> So it seemed like it was like that, you know, because like we just, the resources were there and if you got the resources, just do it. Like, yeah, you know, and if you don't have the resources, figure out how to get the resources
0: mm-hmm. and then do it. like Exactly. I, I think like one of the biggest things that a lot of people can take away from that is to just, what you said, uh. But your mom said, "Shut up and just shut up and do, do it. it." Man, that was her favorite thing to say: "Like, shut, shut up and, and do, do it." it. Like,
1: <laughs> you remember, you remember uh, 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 the uh, the means? Speak with me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember his mom? And he was like, "Look, ma, yeah, I, yeah, made yeah. A, I made a rocket out of," and she's like, meh. yeah, that's my mama." Okay. <laughs> 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 Look, ma, I'm gonna build the biggest, Neh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't care. Do it. You yep. know, it is not. It wasn't until recently that my mom started saying, "I'm proud of you. You're mm. doing your thing." Mm. You know what I mean? Like, cause she started seeing some of the results from it, and like, it was a period. You know, I went through I went through a divorce separation. and I had to stay with her, and she saw how busy I was. Like, cause I left that house to my my ex wife. My ex wife has that house, and like, I she saw how busy I was, and she saw some of the money that was coming in, and she was like, "Oh, you really doing stuff?" <laughs> like, she was like, "I'm proud of you. That's what's up." And when she was like, now, when you get to millions of dollars, now I'll be really proud of you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, she always been a, a, a motivator of sorts. Even though we got our weird, crazy relationship, like, we can't stand each other for more than an hour. You know what I mean? We be in there like, nah, I don't want to be around you yeah. right now. But she motivated me in ways that, like, she knew would motivate me. Yeah. Because I'm a lot like her. Mm. My other brother's a lot, not a lot like her. He's a lot like his, his his pops. Yeah. But I'm a lot like her. Because yeah. she's who I spent most of my
0: time around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So with your mother having the those uh, inspirational tactics to, to be able to get you to go forward with particular things. Yeah. To, you know, seeing potential uh, problems within, like, the things that you were doing. Was the inception of Indie 2, mm-hmm. um, like a, what? A correlation of that or like an example of like what you saw within like the mainstream
1: yeah so the inception of Indie two came from um, a little bit of that but primarily my brother m- the same brother I'm talking about he's also he was also a music artist still is a music artist and um, we were sitting at my mother's house because <laughs> he wanted to meet me there for something completely different and um, we were just talking about the music industry and he was saying that like YouTube. He, my brother's not. He's not tech, technology savvy at all. Tech technical I can't even talk, bro. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm trying yeah, to I, say. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So look, if you can't even talk, you can make it in this industry. So, but like, <laughs> it, he's he wasn't savvy, and so he hated YouTube. And he's like, I don't know how to use it. I don't know why I should use it. It's bigger platform. All of these big dogs got it on lock, and it's hard for small guys to make it. And he was like, bro, if it was a platform just for indie artists, small artists, that will be dope. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, that would be dope. You know what I mean? So then I hit my cousin up, who was was also um, the CFO of the label that he was a part of. And I was like, yo, me and Malik just had a dope-ass idea. And he's like, yeah, if y'all can build it out, I'll invest. And I was like, bet. So then I hit up a nod. (laughs) Like, Vinod, nah, like, this is an idea that we got. And Vinod's nah, like, oh my goodness, this is a great idea. You know what I mean? And he gave me the resources to, to to build it out. And so, like, it was almost a matter of weeks when it started being built. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even have a business license or nothing for it. We was just like, fuck it, we want to build it before somebody's you know, like, because once you put an idea out there, it seems
0: like somebody, if you don't do it in time, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, I tell people that, like, ideas are like butterflies. If you don't catch it then somebody else will. Exactly. So like I started immediately and I remember
1: coming to my brother like two weeks later, like with a prototype and I was like, Yo, check this out. And then he was like, Oh, you fucking did it. <laughs> he didn't even know I was gonna do it. He was like he was like, You you fucking did it. And I was like, Yeah He was like, Oh, we fit to be rich. <laughs> you know what I said? So that was in twenty eighteen when we first when we first built it. It was in twenty eighteen. Um and it grew So I remember me and my ex-wife went on a trip to Miami um, in November of 2018. And that's when the first, the beta version was out, but it was like a public beta version. You know what I mean? like I was like, anybody can just use it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to call it a beta version because I want to see what the kinks are. And the best way to do that is just to have a lot of people use it. Mm -hmm. And in the technology world, you can pay a lot of people to do that, or you can do that, which is more risky. Because you run the risk of if it's a lot of bugs, then nobody ever uses your platform. You again. Use it, yeah. Um, but I knew that it wasn't a lot of bugs because like my developers are like spot on, and so it blew up in 2018 to 40,000 viewers like on the platform. Um, because I went to my we went to Miami, and we were talking to this girl who worked at uh, Metro PCs in Miami, and we were just my, my ex wife just was like. She brought up the platform. Like she was just like, Yo, like, did you tell her about IndieTube? Like, you know, because my ex wife was always reminding me of the things that I did. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, have you told her about IndieTube? And I was like, nah. So then I show her the platform, this and the third. And then she was like, Oh, my cousin would love this platform. So she shows it to her cousin. And her cousin just so happened to be Bad Bunny. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: So like when we got back to Richmond, we sitting there and I'm all every day I'm I'm logging in and refreshing, I'm logging in and refreshing just to see how many people were using it. And like it started going up and it's like at 200. and then it's like a thousand and then it's like four thousand and then it's like twenty thousand. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like when then my brother called me, like, yo, the platform jumping right now, bro. You got bad bunny on that jump. I'm like, who the fuck is bad bunny? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um it it got it got big real quick and then we got hacked yeah so when we got hacked the platform was shut down for like six months so we lost a lot of traction we lost a lot of users we lost uh matter of fact um little baby signed up before he got before he got i had we had four pf on that motherfucker. like Damn. yeah bro like we was growing like we was growing like we ain't really care like I right, we weren't supposed to have signed artists on there but i was like it's so much momentum on it sure, like, yeah no, you know, I mean, if they want to post their little dudes up cuz that's what they was doing. They was they was they signed up, had an account, and then they post they was posting people that we ain't never heard of yeah. on their they videos. Yeah. And like, bro, we was getting thousands of views and it was like thousands of people hitting the website and then we got hacked and then it was like a bunch of st- malware stuff happening and then a bunch of other crazy stuff happening and then we had 6 months of the platform being down. And I guess in that 6 months people was like, "Oh well." They shut the joint down, like you know what I mean. So then we relaunched in 2019, you know. and So now we're gaining traction again, slower, you know what I'm saying. We hit up a couple of people that were that were making moves the last time because we still had a database for sure. But a lot of them didn't hit us back. Only one of them did. Um, and so we was like, "Fuck, it, we're just gonna keep growing," and you know. But we've been growing steady now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's been every day I, I log on, somebody has signed up, but. We, we realized even with that, like it was a lot of views coming in, but not a lot of people registering. It was a lot of people hitting the website and using the platform. That's what a user is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had well over 40,000 users. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the registrations were a fraction of that. Mm. But now we are getting way more registrations. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like equal with the, 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 um, the user base so yeah. like the users that are using it are starting to register so it's like they get on the platform they look at a couple of visit- videos and then they register you know what I mean so like that's what we that's what we needed anyway so it was almost a blessing in disguise all that stuff happened yep, yep, but it was just dope to see that the concept was what was needed yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. cause they hopped on it and if it was not for that girl I don't even know her name yep, yep. I don't remember what she looked I do remember she looked like she was beautiful but like <laughs> I was married so I, I didn't say that like <laughs> but like it's, like shout out to her you know what i mean like i just remember it was clear as day man i'm on it was on the plane and like the number was jumping and we landed and came back to richmond and the numbers was jumping i was like yo this y'all working that's incredible yeah so that was like my first that was my first uh self-funded platform that worked mm. you know because i don't know if you remember the Parte app mm-hmm. yeah so we launched something called oh yeah yeah i remember you talked yep yep yep, yep 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 so we launched the parte app yep um, yep and then something similar happened with that. But then COVID, it was just COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. COVID shut down all the parties. There's no parties the, going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. But we're about to relaunch it. Okay. Because they legalized marijuana. Mm. So marijuana parties and like all this, and then the parties are coming back. Yeah. You know, we had a, um we gained a silent headphone partner. Um, the guys that are throwing the silent headphone parties mm-hmm. around Richmond, like they know about the party app and waiting for us to relaunch all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I hear all the time that, like, you only need one chance. It only takes one time to just be right. You only need to be right once. Once. You only need to be right once, and it seems like you are putting your eggs in so many baskets yeah. that, like, eventually one of these things are going to pop and you're going to be, like, a billionaire like in no time. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> do, all you need. Do you look at it like
1: that? Um, no, I just look at it as I'm creating whatever ideas come from. Like you said, I think I'm an idea hoarder. Like, I just I don't want that butterfly to go nowhere else. <laughs> And land on like somebody that's right beside me, and I'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks. I want that idea to be created by me, like, yeah. Because I had it, so obviously, if it was given to me in my brain, then I need to do it. Yeah. Now it's been my bad. It's been tons of ideas that come, and I can't do anything with. I don't have the resource or I don't have a desire to I can't say can't because you know you can do anything but I don't have the desire to do anything with it. Yeah, you know, just being real. Yeah. You know, if you ever say can't, that's that's a lie. It's just you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not that you can't do it, you don't want to do it. Yeah. Um so don't get me wrong, There's a lot of ideas that I do have and I'm like, nah, I don't want to do nothing with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I let somebody else have that one. Yeah. But um the the ones that I feel are just connected to
0: to me because I also like partying, mm-hmm. but I'm an introvert. I can't see that, bro. But I I hear some of the people that I see who say they are introverts. From my perspective, I don't look at them as being introverts. Introverts. Yeah. Because I, I know personally, I'm an introvert, and I some people look at me like you're not an introvert because you do like so many things. Yeah. But like, I don't know, bro. Like, well, when when you're an entrepreneur, you force yourself to be extrovert. Yeah.
1: You got to be out there. You got to put yourself out there. Exactly. But naturally. Like I said, I'm a tech head. Like naturally, I want to be in front of a computer, locked in a dark room, making millions of dollars, and no one ever see me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. If that, I, if I could do that, like, that'll be the life. That's the goal, right? I like Batman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Being my lair, come out when I want to, driving a fancy car, and people be like, "Who is that? Who is that?" And it's Batman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Hey, look, when that happens, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, bro. Like, real talk. Yeah. No, I, I definitely want to be in, in the same position, but I, I realized to be able to get to that point, I had to put myself out there first. Yep. Um, and then I could kind of be reclusive later down the line once I got like the millions or billions and I could just kind of like go off to the private island and just kind of like, live the life that I want to live. But in order to Start making the money that I necessarily want to make. I have to put myself out there first, or just put my ideas out there first, so people can physically see like who is the person behind that. Nah, yep. um, so I, I get that, bro. I, I, get I that. once
1: talking about money. I once had a um a mentor of mine say, "It only takes a quarter of a million dollars of profit to change your life." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people think that you got to make millions of dollars, like. And have it in the bank. No, you have to make you have to have, make a million dollar company so you can gain that profit to change your life. Like because on paper you have a million dollar company, you're you're a multimillionaire. millionaire, you're a millionaire. But the profit from a million dollar company, even if you did twenty percent, you know what I mean. That's two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's really all you need. Yeah. That's about twenty a little bit less than twenty grand a month. Mhm. If you can't live off of twenty grand a month, then you have a very big problem. That's that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very big problem. You know what I mean? So like What is that? Like that's two forty a year, right? Yeah. 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 So like, you know, him that, that mentor has done that time and time. And he's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. He's done that time and time again. But he said at a quarter of a million dollars, like that's when his life changed and he could afford things that he could like That's this is money coming in that you can use not money coming in for the business yeah there's a big difference like you hear somebody say yeah I made a quarter of a million dollars last year did you make a quarter of a million the dollars business or did made a quarter the business a make a quarter of a million dollars because if the business made a quarter of a million dollars being a business owner that has done that before mm-hmm. you pretty much only made 50 grand yeah <laughs> like yeah I'm just keeping it real. Which, yeah. unless you got some kind of high profit, you know, low expense company, mm-hmm. which you can do that, yeah. Then you know, yeah. But even at forty percent of a quarter of a million dollars, like you made a quarter of a million dollars and you do forty percent of that, it's still
0: people make that all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's it's. it's it, I think it really depends on like how you manage your money. Yeah. Yeah. How you manage your money, how you invest the money, um, you in the clubs buying bottles, you know? Yeah. Or
1: you taking stupid trips like me and my ex-wife did when our business made a quarter of a million dollars because we got... (laughs) (laughs) We was doing everything and
0: like everything that we probably definitely shouldn't have (laughs) doing. I mean, you learn from it, bro. Yeah. And so the next time you... I don't know if you made a million yet, but the first time you make a million dollars, no, that's I that's like yet. the first time you make a million, not your business make a million. But the first you time you make, make a, million, a million, yeah, you'll know how to manage that money better, once because you have the experience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The finances are important, man. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So going from N to well, going into starting to make uh, commercials, mm-hmm. or just videos, and then indie to then you really got super heavily into, like, directing and making films. And what was that process like? Man, that's when the bug, like, so when I created the platform
1: mm-hmm. and I started having people post their content on the platform and, like, you know, and I told you, again, following your work and then seeing other creatives in the city, I'm like, yo,
0: I can do that too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I tell people all the time, anybody can do what I do.
1: Yeah, I was like, I could do that too. And it's not even that type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's more so a motivating factor. Yeah. It's like, I know these people personally. Mm -hmm. They may even be willing to to help me out on my first film. Yeah. So then you start to convince yourself, like, all right, well, what does it take to make a a major film? Like, well, what does it take to make a film, period? Yeah. You know, and then I I went and started doing the research on that and realized that it wasn't too much difference from shooting commercials and directing commercials. You had the storyboard, you had the scripted out, you had the, you know what I mean? It's just, just a lot more, work. Was a lot it's, more it's a, work. It's a lot more work. a lot more work. A whole lot more work. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down, I remember the first the first uh, uh, episodic. You remember Peace Is, the one I did, yep,
0: yep. that was on Prime? Mm-hmm, yep, yep. I didn't realize what the hell I was getting myself hey, into. that was a little bit of, hum- of a humble brag. That was on prom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, I was, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, man. And it was, that was a blessing in disguise as well because everybody on that project just wanted to be a part of it. And they was like, and, and me, I believe in, I don't believe in giving, leaving people empty handed. You know what I'm saying? Was as far as the opportunity, I'm like, whatever comes from this, y'all get 10% regardless. I'm not going to tell y'all to work for me for free. I'm going to give y'all equity in this whole project. You know what I'm saying? So like, but everybody from the lead actress and actor, the lead actor I grew up with around Northside, I grew up with him. You know what I mean? Like, and we we weren't cool, cool, but we was in the same circles. And I remember him coming to me, and he was like, "Yo, I just need to break into acting, and I like I heard this about the script that you got. Like, I just need to be on this." And so because his his hunger and his ambition, I was like, You got it, bro. Yeah. And you came from the north and you know my people. And you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. he had it. But the, it, it's just it's a lot more work, man, from <laughs> especially when you don't have a major crew. Mm-hmm. It was me and Will Roy. Shout out Will Roy. Like, he was my assistant director okay. on that on that project. Um He has an
0: agency, like one two, three. One two
1: three yeah. agency, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I always joke with him. I was like, I got seventh level and you got one, two, three. <laughs> somebody need the five, the four, five, and six. <laughs> um, so, hey, look, somebody create four, five, six agency. That's and then fine. we all come together and it'll just be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Numbers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it was just me and him. And we both never – we had never done anything like it. You know what I mean? so – the actors were fairly new. Trafina has been on a lot. Trafina has been on Netflix movies. She's been on BET. She's got book for a lot of stuff. So she she was a, the only one that was more knowledgeable about the film world than we were. We just knew that we could film it mm. and it'll look good. Like you know what I mean? Um, the script was written out by me. Um, it was actually yeah. The script was written out by me. I actually started writing it first as a book because uh, my wife, my ex-wife was into writing books and I, to support her I started writing a fiction book mm-hmm. and so like I just turned that into a movie script style mm-hmm. but it's, it's a lot of work bro it's the stuff that went into it like sourcing the the spots and like the time and coordinating people's schedules and then you gotta shoot the damn thing and then like on top of that, then you got to worry about the sound. And then we didn't have a sound dude at first. Mm. Then we found a sound dude. And then, like, you got to worry about permits that we was, like, we skipped out on. It was like, we're not shutting down those streets for this. Like, so yeah. then we had to go navigate around people just walking into your shot, yeah. you know, and make it look as natural as possible. Mm. And it was a lot of work that went into that, bro. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of work. It, to get two episodes, it took like, almost a year.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: like, we was like, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: Um that's, but, be, that's because y'all were it was it was a small team but the small team was doing everything. Everything which would be delegated to so oh, many, many. many more other people. I mean, I remember my first time on a big set and I'm like, yo, what
1: does this person do? And it was like, Oh, they just get the coffee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a person it's a person for that. <laughs> I'm like, For real? They just get the coffee? I was like, Dang it, was like and then what is this person? Oh, they're just here to make sure you're comfortable. Like I'm like, For real? Mm-hmm. that's crazy mm-hmm. we had none of that like will was cooking breakfast for us in the morning like before we would, would start filming and then also that created a lot of, of lag time too that's what i call a lag time where you just like bushing around <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody's excited to film but like will cooking breakfast and we drinking wine and liquor and stuff like that and yeah. then because we all cool at this point yeah so then like we drag the day out you mm-hmm. know what i mean lose daylight Yeah. Um, That happens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you put people in place so that shit don't happen either. Yeah. You know, but then just, you know, just having a lot of ideas and just people on set are there for a reason.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. You know, there's a director. Then there's an assistant director, mm-hmm. and then there's an assistant to the assistant director, like you know what I mean? Yes. Why? Because you gotta have somebody in place to be like, you need to shut the fuck up and let the director do, do what he does. You need to be over there making sure that cameras one, two, three, four, five, and six are good. That's wrong. You need to, be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I didn't know that. Yeah. And so we was just over. I remember there was times where we. <laughs> we thought we pressed the record button and didn't press the record button. Like, cause we over here making sure that we coaching them the way that we need the shot to be. Yeah. And then we like, we just gonna let it roll. You know, that's what we thought in our heads. We just let the camera roll. Yeah. Like, but we really didn't let the camera roll. No. So we went through the whole scene and nothing got filmed. Nothing. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? So it was a lot, bro. Like yeah, I remember the second time shooting one of these things, that camera right over there died midway, and we and we I didn't realize until like thirty minutes, thirty yeah. minutes after I was like, bruh. yeah, and he was dropping gems. Yeah, so like we have the whole audio, obviously, but like thirty minutes of the the video content is just like Gone. non-existent. <laughs> yep, yep. I like that. I remember the first time
1: we shot a TV show. Uh, was it? It was a TV show that was on CW. Like. We went, we had to go back to the restaurant and refilm it because we set a camera up. So the kitchen and and cooking shows, like, it's not a lot of space in the kitchen Mm -mm. to film a lot. So you have two cameras, but you got to be creative on where you put them. Yeah. Like, I give it up to the the, the people that are in there with red cameras, bro. Mm, And big big (laughs) cameras, bro. I'm like, how? Big, heavy cameras. I'm like, how, bro? First of all, it's hot in here. Yes. Cause they cooking, yeah. Second of all, it's the, the kitchen. The, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, there's like that much space. So like we had put a camera up on top of like the vent system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you know because we had audio and stuff like that, so put it up on top of the vent system. And Daquan had got up there and he hit record. And then his camera, the type of camera he had, like when it, for some reason it would cut off when it was like not film when there was too much film going on it was a, a cannon um, mm. an older one yep, yep. and so like when a lot of filming was going on it would just stop filming mm. and he would have to press the button again yeah I think it would
0: only do like 30 minutes or something Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah and we didn't realize how long the scene like that the scene was yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that was that was a, that was a bad one mm-hmm. that was a bad one cause I remember the, the chef didn't even want to do it in the first place yeah. and so to ask him again he was like so I gotta cook the meal again. Like it's like yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bro. That's that's how that's how I got like having the platform and then just seeing a bunch of people doing what you know yeah. things that I, I knew that I could do and mm-hmm. I always wanted to do and just having the resources again. Yeah. The common theme is you've got the resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're all
0: around you. Resources uh, all around you. Especially in America.
1: Yeah, we don't live in the third world, bro. It's uh, people in. You see, have you ever seen them the the films like the African dudes? Like they just be remaking shots and stuff like that, and like they don't even have half the resources that we have.
0: Nah. And and one of the previous episodes I spoke about like how limitation breeds creativity. Yeah. If you are, if you have limit, we all have like s- limitations to a certain extent, but like if within those limitations you can find so much creativity if you look. At it from a different perspective. That's very true. That's very
1: true. Cause our brains are crowded. Mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Life stuff mm-hmm. that we're barely thinking of creative stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we do, it's through the lens. It's through a foggy lens. Yeah. Cause we have so many resources and so many. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember. I remember seeing this. Uh, hearing this guy talk or what is a film dude and like everybody's questions were the same. Nobody was asking him about his creative Mm -hmm. side. Everybody was like what kind of camera do you use? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, It's it's always that question. (laughs) What's the camera? Why do you use this camera? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What system do you use for editing? Mm -hmm. I was like why do four people ask the same question? Same question, yep. You know, no one asked him what inspired this film. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you create this shot? Mm-hmm. Like certain you know what I mean? Like yeah. how did you do certain aspects of this? You know, but people get so caught because we have so many things at our fingertips. People and there's nothing wrong with asking about equipment, but it's like at the end of the day, we learn this on a set of pieces. We uh Will forgot to bring a Sony, so we had to shoot with a T three, T three I. Yeah. And my first camera. Yeah. And that shot was dope. Mm-hmm. That was people's favorite shot. Like, we got somebody to color grade it up, you know what I mean? And that shot was just dope as hell because we knew the look that we were going for. Yeah. And so, like, the camera doesn't matter, bro. That led me to research, like, how many how many movies have been shot with cannons? And I researched that. And this movies on Netflix that we all know and love that have been shot with low-budget cameras. Mm. And you don't even know it's a low-budget film because they know the angles. They know what they want. They have a creative brain. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. but, yeah, that's how that's that's how I got into that. Like I, I started seeing stuff and I was like I could do that.
0: <laughs> so what inspired This Is Black? Oh man. Um shout out B Love, man. Did Brandon. you did you catch that question? Did you catch it? I said like, what what inspired?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. That's why I said, Oh man. <laughs> well yeah, shout out uh Brandon Love, man, B Love. Um so what inspired it was I was sitting in front of Brewers again. <laughs> AJ, I probably OJ, AJ
0: probably like at least a hundred thousand dollars from all the connections you made. Yeah, um, but, right, but also he he followed his idea too. Like he had an idea for something. He just kind of like he went just at does it. Does it, bro? Yeah. And we work a lot together on stuff too. Like you know what I mean.
1: So again, shout out to him. But um, yeah, I'm sitting in front of Brewers and all of the stuff around us was happening. Like, you know, people's getting shot by the police left and right and, you know, a lot of people were starting to create things with the same narrative, which was not necessarily a negative narrative, but a factual narrative. It's a a narrative of what we already see. And there's nothing wrong with that, but when you start having so much of it, it, it gets depressing and so like I'm in front of Brewers having a conversation with bro a dude I can't remember the dude's name I just know he owns a studio around Richmond and we all always see him in Brewers um, and him and we all knew be love and so I was having a conversation with him about I, us as a people and my viewpoint was a little negative at the time like you know, like, bro, like we're doing all we're going through so much again and this is happening again and like when is this gonna stop? And like, you know, I'm just pissing me off and like I wanna go out here and, and murder somebody, like, you know what I mean? And he looked at me, he was like, Brother, you looking at it all wrong mm-hmm. And he was like, Why don't you look at it through the lens of us as black people are dealt way more fucked up cards, but we're always still neck and neck with everybody else. How powerful of a of a person do you have to be to be dealt less? But still be neck and neck with the best. You see what I'm saying? And I was like, "Damn, that's a good way to look at it." Yeah. Because that's what it is. Like in America, at least, we are dealt a fucked up hand as black people. You know what I mean? Like, but we still are necking. Like, look at you in this space with all these white people, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As we, as we walk by, I don't care if they hear. Like, like, yeah, yeah. look at you in this space with all of them. Like, you you are neck and neck. If not. Above a lot of these people in here. And the hand that you're dealt as a black person is just inevitably less. So he was like, you know, he, t- he gave me that perspective. And then he was like, come on, like, I got to go film B Love, do this meditation session on Broad Rock. And if you're familiar with Richmond, Broad Rock is the hood, bro. Right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So I'm like, meditation session on Broad Rock. I didn't even know B Love did that. I knew B Love was spoken word, but I didn't know he, he was leading a meditation session. Yep. Um, and at the time, B, rock, B Love was like twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super young. He was super young, bro. And I'm like, yo. So I go. Um, I I won't really. I'm not really into meditation of that sort. But I sat on a rock. And I looked at B Love, and he started the meditation session. And the dude was filming him. And it's a bunch of beautiful black people sitting in the middle of Broad Rock, a garden in Broad Rock, surrounded by crackheads. People on the corner. It's so much of us going on. The cards that we dealt versus the cards that we decide to play. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm and in my head I'm like, This right here is black. Like this is black. Everything about this is black. The meditation, the young dude who looked like he should be standing on the corner somewhere with a pistol strapped to him, you know what I mean, is leading the meditation sessions, Dre is hanging in his face, you know what I'm saying? Like you got a bunch of beautiful, other beautiful black people sitting in the middle of the hood meditating, and you got people on each side of that just watching it, you know. But they got their life stuff going on. Like it was just so much hitting me at one time. I'm like this right here is black, all of it. You know what I mean? And so, like, when he finished the, set, the meditation session, I was like, "Yo, why don't we ever talk about just black people as a whole? Why do we always have to have a narrative? Why does it always have to be like we need to advocate?" Why not just let black people share their black experience, period. Good or bad. Because some people haven't gone through what other people have. Some people have never experienced racism in America. You know what I mean? They know that it's out there, but they've never experienced it themselves. Yeah. But they've experienced other things in their life that you may not have known about that sure. also make up the black community. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I went to B Love I'm like, yo, we should we should do that. And he was like, Shh, I'm down. And I was like, You wanna be the first one? And he was like, "Yup," and I said, "When you free?" He was like, "Tomorrow," and I was like, "I bet." <laughs> and that's how this is Black came. It was just supposed to be. It was it's it spur of the moment. Yeah. Like, and after I interviewed him the next day, um, he was like, "Yo, somebody else want to be a part of it." And then people started hearing about it, and then like people was asking, "Can they be on it?" And then one of the girls, Ayana, um, during his interview, two girls skate pass, right, and. um, they end up stopping and going, what are y'all doing? And I told them what we were doing. And one of the girls was like, oh, you should do it. She pointed to the girl Ayana, who ended up being, like, the third or fourth person on the, on the docu- in the documentary. And, like, Ayana's story is, is dope as hell. Like, she's a light-skinned girl from St. Louis, grew up in the hood over there. But she loves skateboarding, and she loves listening to rock music, and she loves painting, and she loves, you know what I mean? Like, it's things that you just don't. You know, no one talks about yeah, the beauty of us as a people. Mm-hmm. You know, is everything yeah. we embody everything. Yeah, at least in America. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, that's what inspired this is black. It's just being at that that meditation session, and then me having my own background and knowing what Broad Rock was known for. You know, I mean? especially that area that he was doing a meditation session in. Bro, There was so many people that got killed over there. So it's so much drugs over there. Like the corner store right beside him. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yeah. as we doing a meditation session there's a lady in the back you can't see you couldn't you know what I'm saying like from the meditation session you couldn't see her but I could see her hitting the pipe you know what I'm saying like it's all around like that neighborhood is being gentrified now it's being built up but like yeah man that's what inspired it and like that, that has taken off so much more than I thought it would. Like, Mm -hmm. and it it was just one of them spur the moment things. It wasn't, we didn't, it it wasn't something we were like, we need to make some money, we're gonna create this. Mm -hmm. It was like, nah, we just want to create this. Yeah, You know what I mean, like, that's all. We just want to create it, because it's it's something we want to do. Yeah, And again, it was one of those things where nobody asked for money. Nobody, you know, people have offered to fund, and people have funded, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though we didn't need it, we told them, like, we don't really need money, because we're doing it now. And it's like, hey, it's $100. Yeah. We love the project. You know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah. like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. You know? So that's what inspired it, bro. Yeah. What are the desires that you have within your heart or the things that you want for the next three to five, three to eight years? That's a difficult question. <laughs> How long
1: are you trying to hide this thing? <laughs> um, So one of my immediate desires, as far as business is concerned, Mm -hmm. is to fund a major project, like to have a major project under my belt, like something that makes it to Netflix, Mm -hmm. something that makes it big, whether it be um, docu-style or fictional. You know what I mean? Like I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. I just want something to make it there within the next three to five years that's my most immediate desire especially in the film world Um, and then outside of that to be completely honest with you is to continue to find peace because I I haven't found it yet you know what I mean like I don't even know what that looks like (laughs) Um, and that's a depressing topic but like to find peace Mm -hmm. like to to find a level of life where the things that come to you aren't as drastic you know what I mean like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know some of the stories we spoke about before, so I I, I understand a, a little bit of yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. I mean, those right now that's that's my that's my focus. Mm-hmm. Make something big. I mean, of course, like the the, the watches and stuff like that. The businesses is to work. That's everybody. That's a cliche yeah. answer. I want for my sure. businesses to work three to five years. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be da da da. Yeah, no, I want a big project on Netflix, and I want peace. for so the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. And if the universe don't give it to me in fire, no joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand, bro. So, typically we like to end the radio show with uh, a final word for people to leave with. Um, you know, you know, uh, amongst this conversation, you've dropped so many gems. What would be the last gem that you would leave people off with? The last gym, I want
1: to say, like, shut up and do it, but. Go ahead and say that, bro. Y'all done heard me say that. Say it, bro. The last gym I want to leave y'all with is shut up and do it.
0: Stop talking about
1: it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, man, Ethan, it, it was a pleasure. You know, you taking some time to come out and us having this dialogue together. Allowing people to get to know you more, uh, understanding the philosophies behind like your ideas, and you know, you know from the success that you've garnered thus far and where you will go to in the future. Um, Thank you for taking the time for this. I appreciate Um, you having me on. Yeah, like I told you, you've been
1: like a mentor of sorts. Brewers been to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sending brewers and I'm bugging you. Bro. Like, I know you got to get this work done. I know you editing <laughs> it right now, but it's all good. What bro. about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bro. Like I said,
0: like if if I also had that to, you know, when I was younger, um, it would have been so much more beneficial in getting to like where eventually I'm probably going to. Yeah. Um, so it's. It's all good, bro. Facts. Nice. <laughs> Any time, really. Anytime, really. Facts. Um. So I just want to say thank you. Um. Thank you for everyone who took the time to listen to this pod, not podcast, radio. <laughs> radio, radio, show. radio, radio show, and or watch it for those who are watching right now. Um. My name is Antonio Knox. This is Ethan Evans, and this was the gradient. Radio, 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 radio. Now stay tuned for the gradient. After I a- <laughs> <laughs>